weekend. That's Wilder. And here you are with us listening to Backwards Star Galactica, the show where we watch Battlestar Galactica, but for the very first time and also backwards. It's going to be, you guys, it's going to be a bad one. I just want you to know. It's going to get it out right now. Tell them why. It's 99 degrees in the outside of the world. So it's 199 degrees on the inside of this world. Mm-hmm. And it's it's heat madness time. So I can feel my bones melting into goop, much like the inside of a Cylon ship. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that was a good punchline. What was the name of this episode? This was Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah, more like 99 Degrees of Separation. Thank you. Yeah, I was just doing hot bits. Get it? Hot bits? Thank you. Uh-oh, we're both doing it. Well, do you think there's any <laughs> listeners left at this point? No, they're all gone. They all hucked their phones into the ocean. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you to Adam Faye for the art. This is episode seven, season one. Mm-hmm. Six Degrees of Separation. It is a heavy Gaius episode. Six episodes left to go. It was one of the one of the more buck wild episodes we have had in a while. It was pretty kooky, pretty crazy. Vis-a-vis, bunch of hot bullshit happening. Well, let's start it off with a new character. Ladies and germs, may I present real-ass Caprica, named Miss Godfrey. <laughs> Yeah, she's a nanny from, like, the 40s in England, and her name is Miss Godfrey. Miss Godfrey. First name Gilbert. I mean, kind of a new character. Like, we've probably seen her We haven't seen this. We haven't seen Miss Godfrey before. I feel like we have because she escapes at the end. There's too many of them. We get a weird... This episode was weird for a lot of reasons. She's kind of a new character. That's fair. She's half a new character. Right, correct. She's a, at least a copy of a new character. Shit list. Real Cap... Or Ghost Caprica. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the religion talk. I don't care for it anymore. I don't want to hear about it. Yep. I don't want to hear about God. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, but how about woke-ass Gaius when he was like, how do you know he's a he? Yeah, and that that was nothing. That line was nothing, and it, uh-huh. but it was great. He's like, how do you know he's a he? And then she gets mad, but not really at that. Uh, <laughs> at like something else leaderboard i got goopy galen is one yep because you gotta love a goopy galen you love a galen you love goop what's not to love listen heat madness let me explain to the listener what the fuck you're talking about first <laughs> no they get it there's no need to clarify before you just say that he's goopy galen and move on like that's anything <laughs> they spend a lot of time inside of the cylon ships which we found out it feels like only at the first part of this season that we watched uh-huh they're like living creatures. They bleed. And so mm-hmm. Galen and then later Starbuck get up in the ship and it is just a tangle of cords and guts. It's like <laughs> nasty, goopy guts and blood and guts and then like l- some t- cords. Callie's like reading a manual to Galen about like, oh. what to expect, which I don't understand how she knows what's inside. But she is cracking up. She's laughing her ass oh, yeah. off at stupid Galen. Oh, yeah. And Galen is, like, loud. She's like, so pull on the tendon? And he's like, oh, the tendon? There's there's a hundred million tendons in here. I'm covered in goop. Yeah, that's word for word exactly what happened. Yes. Another leaderboard to shitty doctor. Okay. <laughs> because there's a bit where, so Starbuck was, like, fresh out the hospital. Fresh out the spital to shorten that up for you. <laughs> and 
the doctor at one point, he goes like, no more uh, magic pills for you. We got to start weaning you off uh, starting today because I need them for, and I know what you're thinking. He's going to say the other patients uh, wrong. He says, I need them for myself. Yeah, big old goof. Big old goof. He needs some cancer meds, I guess. Or no, not ca- that's not cancer. That's Starbucks. So it's no, painkiller. It's, it's knee cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I have, I have a... I have something I don't even have a category for. What is just like bathroom buddies of the week? I guess. No, no, no. no. I'm gonna get to that. Don't. <laughs> okay. For some reason, you didn't give Gaius Goober of the week, even though this is the <laughs> biggest Goober episode in the history of time. So here's. Let me give you a rundown of the plot. Uh, he's being accused by. So all of a sudden, corporeal Caprica, like real Caprica, is on, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey's on the ship, and she's like. They're like, who are you? And she's a like, a spoonful of sugar is the other thing she says after and that. And Ga- Gaius is like, she's like, oh, Gaius is a traitor. Fuck this guy. I have proof. And then she gives some proof that's like a picture, which is a whole different thing. And Gaius spends the rest of the episode trying to like prove that actually she's the one that's bad and he's innocent. And one of the ways in which he does this is he fucking goes into the bathroom and sits down in the stall that's adjacent <laughs> to the stall that Mr. Gata is in. And Mr. Gata's like... Co-ed bathrooms, by the way. Gender-neutral bathrooms on the battle Battlestar. Yeah, we got we got a big woke episode here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sits next to him and he's like whispering in the most... God, sneaky, so good. suspicious, but he's like, hey. Like right through the little cracks between the stalls. Hey, is that you? And then he's like, are you busy? Or he's, I think he says, are you busy? And Gata's like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, and he's like, yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course, I won't bother you. And then he's like, he just taking a duke. Yeah, he's taking a duke, and then he's like, but maybe I could just get in there on the computers. <laughs> like, Gate is <laughs> like, no. Which the reason he's asking you to get on the computer, by the way, is because Gate has needs one entire day to sharpen a photo on the fucking spaceship that they're in that can teleport. Gate needs a whole day to sharpen up a photo. I honestly, I appreciated it because I feel like most of the time what you get is the, like, let me just enhance that image. Yeah. And then it's, like, automatically. What the fuck is CIA could do it in the Bourne films, but little stupid cool guy Gata can't do it? Yeah, well, cool guy Gata sucks. Gata the coolest guy. So that's one goober thing that Gaius does is he has this little potty chat. <laughs> it's d- d- fucking. Potty chat was fucking killing me. Guy is Baltar shit detective. Uh, uh, in that scene, he refers to himself, by the way. He says, no more Mr. Nice Gaius. Boy, how long has he been sitting on that God. one? hundred million years? <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe we haven't said that shit yet. All the time. He, he said that all the time as a kid. Every time he got bullied. Mm-hmm. All right, well, no more Mr. Nice Gaius. And then he would get a fat wedgie yeah. as he was saying it. Exactly. The other thing he does is there's this scene where he walks into the room. He pulls the fire alarm. He walks into – he goes into the room where the image of him being exposed is on one of the monitors. There's two monitors. One of them is, like, his image, which is – we find out later is fake. And he, like, starts typing to try and, like, delete. It doesn't work, so he smashes all the keys on the keyboard with his hands. Like, just, like, slaps on him. Like, that's going to help. And then he goes and gets a hammer and starts to bang on the computer, and somehow that doesn't work. No, he start, yeah, he starts trying to bang on the hard drive with it. Everything dies except for the one monitor that's showing the picture of it. So good. Yes, that's the best. He goes behind it, he pulls out all the plugs, and the monitor dies, and except for the one with his face on it. The monitor is dunking on Gaius in such a big way. He posterizes him. So good. And then he picks up a stool to smash the monitor, which is what he should have done in the fucking first place, and then... 
Adama walks in. So this was just an all-around big goober episode for Gaius. There's also, like, weird flashbacks that I don't even really want to talk about because I don't fully understand. Did you get any of that? You, you caught any of that? I didn't. What do you think? You think I caught those? So that was a big goober. This was, like, goober of the fucking season for me. Um, I'll give <laughs> a... I'll give a uh, shit list to real Caprica since you gave one to ghost Caprica Mm -hmm. for like snooking a little smooch on Adama. That was kind of weird, huh? Yeah, she should be so lucky. So that was weird. I'm going to toss her for that one. I'm going to give a leaderboard or sorry, a shit list to um, your fucking your perennial shit list. Lee, I thought about it because of how he he treats Starbucks. Yeah, he's being a fucking dingus today the biggest dickhead he's like got her crutches and he's like i cannot tell you how happy it makes me to see you in all this pain like you could tell he's trying to like rib her like friends do but but she is not responding to it at all like you'd think after like the first one or two that he decides to give it up and he doesn't (laughs) big stupid lee doesn't get it again he gets a shit list for that uh i'm on board with you uh goopy gaius or goopy galen gets a, a leaderboard and then I'm going to give a, a big – I don't know if we've already done this before, but big big idiot to uh, – big idiot of the week to Hilo, who every time every time they cut to him now, he's just being tricked into thinking <laughs> she's not a Cylon more. The only clip that we see is he's like, you rest, and she says, no, you're the one that needs sleep. <laughs> oh. I feel like at this point she's just like – like bored she's made a game out of it she's like how much yes, shit can i sure. say before this dumb fucking piece of shit understands yes. that i'm a robot yes it's like the opposite of the character gene parmesan from, <laughs> from arrested <laughs> development where she just is the same character and he's not getting it at all he's gene mozzarella yeah <laughs> jerry mozzarella <laughs> he's probably the fattest man alive what do you think if your name is jerry mozzarella you weigh 900 pounds yeah yeah easy it's because you've never eaten anything except for mozzarella. Big Mots man. Yeah, you're the big Mots the big matzo ball. I enjoyed this episode because it was It was off the churns, which is the chains and the charts and the and the burns at the same time. Sick. Put the horns on then, you little bitch. No, you sound them this time. I sound them every time. Okay. That's mm, not nope. <laughs> horns. Today's episode is brought to you by Sunday Night. Okay. You're going to have to explain this because this one sucks. Go on. It doesn't suck. It's so good. You imbecile. Okay. Is there a better night of the week than Sunday night? Yes. No. Wrong. (laughs) Here's what I love about a Sunday night is that's my time to just do nothing. Okay. That's a night for me to hole up in the bedroom, maybe take a crack at some of that stinky dinker, get me a little delivery, mm-hmm. watch some television program. Mm-hmm. That is big time to me. I love my chill Sunday nights. Just this last Sunday, someone was like, hey, I'm an idiot, and I'm going to go do an idiot thing. And I was like, no way, bro. I'm staying in. That's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? No, because every- – <laughs> Everybody knows – look, man, we get it. You are a little dirt boy, and you don't work a regular job. But I still have to be 
up in the mornings on Mondays. Yeah, I like to wind the weekend down. See, because when I was like a little baby, Sunday nights were the worst. And perhaps the issue that you're having is that you're a little fucking baby. Yeah, I'm a little baby. Because you're like, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. Well, also, so you work at a school, and that's why people hated Sundays. <laughs> because right. when I worked... Well, I, when I what did I do in a school? I lived. I didn't live there. I went to it. I attended it. You it did. You did momentarily live at a school. When I lived in school, I didn't like Sunday nights at all. I see. What's interesting is to me, that's not Sunday nights were that not that bad when I was a student. They've gotten worse as a as a person with a career. And I know that a lot of people that are not in education at all, that just work like regular ass jobs, also kind of get those Sunday scaries because like. Which is a phrase I only heard for the first time, like, maybe two weeks ago. Right. But it's it's real as hell. Like, because for me, I have to, like, plan lessons, and I'm going to be at a school, so obviously I have things to be stressed about. But for some people, it's like, oh, I know my fucking inbox is going to be full, and I'm going to spend my first four hours at work just catching up on bullshit. Or, like, ugh, Monday is when we stack all these meetings so we get shit out of the way. I, I feel like... Your peak wrong ass Wilder. Everybody hates Sunday night, dog. No, I don't. I don't agree. Of the many that I polled on Sunday night, there was a positive response. Oh, you did a poll. Fucking Family Feud over here is doing yeah, polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Survey says Jesse sucks farts. I'll give you TV. TV is a great Sunday night. Is always good for TV. Premium shows, though. I mean, like you know, only HBO at this point. AMC ain't really on their stees anymore. Right, but also, and this doesn't really fuck with either of us, but like. During football season, Sunday night sure. football is like a big ass deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I can't jive with this one. It's the uh, worst. It is the worst time of the week for me. I prefer like a Monday morning. Wow, you prefer a Monday morning to a Sunday night? See, you're the fucking freakazoid in this situation. No, because at least Monday morning, I feel like things are underway. Like I'm okay, fine. That's the, the worst week is... part of Monday morning. The best part of Sunday night is nothing. It's just you and your Indian food and Laura Dern. That's all it is. I just can't I can't jive with you on this one. I don't fucking Damn, well we gotta ask the audience on this one. Yeah, we gotta put this week's poll we've been a lot of doing a lot of polls lately. And the poll is Laura Dern or Merrill, who was better? <laughs> That's the poll. Okay. That so it doesn't have much to do with our program. It's no. mostly a a big little lies. Yeah, yeah. Well we situation. do we should start a weekly Laura Dern poll and just make sure that people are up to date on Laura Dern. What do you think about that? I would love that. I mean, but the, but also you're saying that people are up to date, so not so much a poll as a newsletter. It's what you seem to be describing. But it's a newsletter that's done like a poll. Ah, uh, newsletter in the style of poll. Yes, yes. yes the classic. So it's like, so the first choice is like this week, and then the next one was like, Laura Dern was on Big Little Lies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god. Oh, hold. Thank oh, God. Phone call. Hold what's on. That. Just hold, like hate to interrupt this really good thing but hold on one second let me just yeah hello yeah you got j man no shit <sighs> plugged his landline in again no kidding what is it a wiki peaks holy shit you'll never get hold on let me just yeah we're gonna get to it what happened who was it it's you'll never believe it it's a wiki peaks wiki peaks wiki peaks come take a look at our wiki peaks yeah it is it's that what you sang just now Bingo. Wilder, I need you to go to Wikipedia, and I need you to type in the word emu, E-M-U. Uh-oh. And then I need you to push the space bar, and then I need you to type in the next word, war. (laughs) 
I can't do it. Because we are talking about the emu war tonight, baby. I can't can't bring myself to type this. (laughs) No. It's the emu war. Also known as the great emu war. (laughs) Get out of here. Ooh, it's a spooky picture. Uh-huh. Yeah, big yeah, I don't want to talk about First of all, it. before we even begin, Awabu's worry <laughs> is emu, okay? They are the spookiest goddamn sure critters. The only thing scarier is the cassowary, which is basically just an emu if it was a dinosaur. Yeah, nightmare emu. So the emu war also so known I do as not care for this right off the bat. The Great Emu War was a nuisance wildlife management military operation. <laughs> A very common yes, yes. way for those words to be formed. Undertaken in Australia over the latter part of 1932 to address public concern over the number of emus said to be running a. Amok- I hate it when there is a nuisance and you have to get the wildlife management military operation involved. Yes. I love the idea that a city or a state or a country could be like, God, there's so many fucking penguins roaming around. What do we got to do? Well, I know. Declare war. Call the army and tell them to bring all their fucking tanks so we could squish these penguins. You tell me this is a thing because I like to call the army about the goddamn skeeter season that we're having right now. Can we call the army on them? Kill all those motherfucking skeeters. I got one right next to my eye last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> call the army. Didn't know it was an option. Uh, I want to show you under under the picture. I'd just like to go into this real quick. Date. Uh, 2nd of November to 10th of oh, December, 19. over a week long. No, it was over a month long. It says a location. It was also known as the Great Emu War. The participants. First emus. Well, I guess technically participants. Unwilling participants, I would say. Yeah, if you if you punch someone in the back of the head, it's not like, oh, you participated in a fight with me. <laughs> I also want you to see the very bottom. It says outcome. Failure. Emus, baby! You can't beat an emu in a fight? Wait, I would also like you to hover above Sir George Foster Pierce's photo. This boy looks like Matt Walsh. <laughs> yeah, he does. A little spooky boy Matt looks Walsh just here. like Matt Walsh. Following World War One, large numbers of ex-soldiers from Australia along with... So it's just like... Oh, it was in Australia. What a fucking surprise. No shit this was in Australia. The whole... Yeah, of course. Australia's whole thing is that it's full of monsters all the time. No wonder they had to declare war on the monsters. Bunch of farmers are like these fucking emus running amok. We can't get rid of them. They're all over the goddamn place. This dude's like, all right, this fucking George Pierce is like, well, shoot him with a gun. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> which is, we'll just kill him, but good. With Lewis guns, which is a, a yeah. big ass. Well, Wally's like, what do we do about all these emus? <laughs> and they're like, well, kill them all, baby. This big fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> that was Australian, I think. You yeah, call that I don't a think gun? That was it. That was like a Game of Thrones accent. You call- <laughs> it was like a Night's Watch person you just did. You call that a gun? Yeah. Now this, this is a gun. And then you shoot a bird. Yeah. You shoot a big, dumb, idiot bird. Yeah, but like one bullet take them down? Those things are fucking spooky. No, you already saw that the outcome was that the emus won the war. So if you scroll below that, the next bolded headline is first attempt. But do you understand that this... The inciting incident was the arrival of as many as 20,000 emus. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that, that is, is the that most is... nightmarish. That's worse than the Moses locust plague. Yes. Plague of emus? That was the one that even Moses was too afraid to try. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm going to read first attempt, which is so funny Ooh. to me because it implies that there Lord, were- Lord, I got chills down my sweaty, goopy spine. On 2nd November, the men traveled to uh, Campion, where- some 50 emus were sighted. So this is just a small percentage of the fucking 20,000 army they're facing. 
As the birds were out of range of the guns, the local settlers attempted to herd the emus into an ambush. But the birds split into small groups and ran so that they were difficult mm, to target. Clever girl. With the first fusillade. Fusillade? I don't know what that word is. From the this machine This is why guns. I'm afraid to read Wikipedia articles out loud. It's Because it's guaranteed going to be a word that I've never heard before. Fusillade. <laughs> fusillade. From the machine guns was ineffective due to the range. A second r- round of gunfire was able to kill, quote, a number of birds. Later the same day, a small flock was encountered and perhaps a dozen birds were killed. <laughs> In the days that followed, Meredith chose to move further south where the birds were quote reported to be fairly tame but there was only limited success in spite of his efforts by the fourth day of the campaign we're full campaign now it's a campaign against yeah. these birds yeah army observers noted that quote each pack seems to have its own leader now. <gasps> a big black plumed bird that stands fully six feet <laughs> high and keeps watch while his mates carry out their work of destruction and oh warns them of our approach <laughs> Leader bird is why you don't fuck with all of the monsters in Australia. Oh my god. God, that sounds so scary. I'm gonna change my Twitter bio to I keep watch while my mates carry out their work of destruction and <laughs> warn them of the approach. Do you see what Sir George Pierce's uh, nickname is in Parliament? No. The Minister of the Emu War. Oh, hello. I won the Battle of Wimbly Bimbly. What did you do? I waged war against emus and lost. I lost big time. At one stage, Meredith even went so far as to mount one of the guns on a truck, a move that proved to be ineffective as the truck was unable to gain on the birds, and the ride was so rough that the gunner was unable to fire any shots, so they just chased him in a truck, and he couldn't even shoot the gun. It was just men. This is the war that they're waiting. We gotta read ornithologist Dominic Cerventi's comment about this war. Okay, so... The machine gunners? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, this is wild, baby. Yeah, do it, do it. This is fully the plot of Chicken Run. <laughs> the one guy is like, the chickens are organized. That is the guy who believes that the emus are organized. Yes. The machine gunners' dreams of point-blank fire into uh, serried masses of emus were soon dissipated. The emu command had evidently ordered guerrilla tactics in its unwieldy <laughs> army. <laughs> can't just beat the shit out of them god damn and like i love this so if you go down to second attempt and then we just skip to the last paragraph wait someone knows no no we're not moving on yet okay go on stop stop it stop it right now someone says they can face machine guns with the vulnerability of tanks (laughs) no they can't they are like zulus whom even dumb dumb bullets could not stop Oh, God, fuck. Um, so then there's a second attempt, and it does not yield better results. Approximately 40... <laughs> success over the first two days with approximately 40 emus killed. In two days, you killed 40 of 20,000 birds. <sighs> that is not even sort of success. Okay, so by December 2nd, the soldiers were killing approximately 100 emus per week, which is sad. Uh, the the other moral of this is win or lose, the humans fucking suck in this. I mean, God you got damn. big spooky birds, but, like, you can't be running down wildlife with machine guns. Australian versus emu versus alien versus predator versus the Board of Education. Their world, our war. <laughs> Look, here's the thing that you have to understand about Australia, okay? It's so fucking dumb. It's a dumb, it's a dumb place. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah and shout sure. out, of course, to our listeners in Australia. Yes. You live 
in a hell factory and there's monsters running around and they're such insane monsters that you have to call the army on them. Yes. I'd like to call the army on the temperature, but you don't see me doing that. Maybe you could, is that how it works? You just call the army on whatever you want. Mm-hmm. There's this one skunk that sits outside my house. <laughs> the very last line is throughout 1930 and onward, exclusion barrier fencing became a popular means of keeping emus out of agriculture area. Oh, you build a fence. That's fun. You gave that fun word a twist. You built a fence instead of uh, <laughs> waging war against a bunch of wildlife. That was That's their last resort. Smart, dudes. After military tactics did not work, the only <laughs> thing that could have solved it was a fence. <laughs> I went to a zoo one time and an emu. No, it, sorry. It wasn't a zoo. It was a county fair, but they had like a zoo area. Yikes. And an emu was there. And what it did was it turned and it looked at me. And what I did was shit my pants because it's the scariest critter I've ever seen in my life. I don't think there was a dry pantaloon in the bunch. Emus don't deserve to die, but they are scary as a motherfucker. They look like dinosaurs. They are dinosaurs. You cannot underestimate how much respect they deserve for beating the army of a nation. Oh, absolutely. My full respect. I mean, look, I would never have fucked with an emo before this, but now that I know that they're bulletproof... I am even more scared of them. Thanks to my anonymous source for that big oh, tip. Big, big tip. Um, let's get back to the regular scheduled programming. Mr. Nice Gaius says that Ghost Caprica is his fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then he says, maybe I can dream up something new. Yes. And that felt like a clue. But that's... I'm unable to solve it still. Yeah, no, I was going to say, no clue. No no clue for me. So she's his little Lizzie McGuire? His Lizzie McGuire's? Yeah, maybe Lizzie McGuire's is what's it. So, like, maybe he invented her. No, man, because, like, it's at the end. It's not, it's not that. Because she, like, helps him at, at certain times. Like, I don't think so. Oh, he cranked it, by the way, in this. We got to keep everyone informed about what Yeah, he did. Yeah, he borderline cranked it a couple times to be honest you know who else was cranking <laughs> we gotta fucking talk about this unreal i don't need like talking about it won't even do it justice it just there's a sex scene in this between boom boom and Hilo, and it doesn't start at all it just we cut right into the middle of it the music's like techno and <laughs> score at the same time and it's being intercut with robot boom boom washing the words she's you're a cylon off of her mirror it was wild and crazy i didn't get it it didn't help me understand anything and also boom boom's back was glowing red which i guess it doesn't do in the front and it seems like they never done a donkey style <laughs> god i so her spine lights up red like when you put a flashlight under your like under your palm and you can they see know what lights up red means but I, I just mean like there weren't like LED lights on her back. Like it lo- it's <laughs> no, like her. No, I don't think anyone thought that. Her spine is like glowing red and it's like bouncing up and down, and it's interesting. I would say because this is something we we absolutely never see anything like this ever again, ever, ever, <laughs> yeah. ever, ever in the show ever. I don't know what this was about. Like if they were really trying to well, drive. You know, like, Ronald Big D Moore wanted that so bad, oh and then God. he was like, he probably edited that part himself, and he was like, uh, uh, and everyone in the whole world was like, Ronald, no, Ron, this doesn't make sense. And we see Cylons bang hella more times, and it never, like, we see <laughs> Tub Lord in the throes of sex a couple of times, like. It ha- like 
What the fuck is that? Who wore it best in this episode? <laughs> do you think we should have that as a segment? No, but what are you even talking about? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Who wore what best? It. You know, their outfit. But who what, who's, who's best dressed? What outfit? That's not what who wore it best is. Right, but that's but that's how I'm using it. <laughs> so you mean who was best dressed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, where you were talking about, we see all the silence banging. I was thinking of Lucy Liu. She always wore it best. You mean Lucy Lawless? That's what I mean. No, Lucy Liu. Dig yourself out of this fucking segment. It's the heat madness, baby. You have no idea how sweaty I am right now. It is a full grave. You're in a grave right now. <laughs> Before I shuffle off this mortal coil, I need to know who wore it best. Ghost Caprica had that crazy hot so green dress. Oh, yeah. That- she's always wearing gown. Congratulations. You won it again. It is a show where one character, it is so frequently there are only two outfits on the show yeah like i don't know there's the weird pilot outfit which is never going to wear it best because that is the weirdest shit of my life uh at one point starbuck gets in that uh that the she gets goofy she gets starbuck goopy guts oh yeah and she's trying to get things to work and she says giddy up and that that ship boy howdy it starts right up so what the fuck is that about she just (laughs) says giddy up and that thing gets going you get anything with that Mm, obviously not fucking billy just saying over the intercom that the president passed out remember that part remember that part of the story that it gets real overlooked uh how about the fact that the press calls him billy yes not even mr kakaya yeah or press secretary (laughs) billy or anything like that yeah or big dick b yeah or you know sweet sweet lips billy yeah or like wang town b yeah Silly Sauce, Brady. Well, Brady wouldn't be correct, though. Oh, boy, we are out of gas! <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this presentation. <laughs> I want to give a special shout-out to North Judson, Indiana. Oh, You guys are such real ones. <laughs> big shout-out to the judge. To the big judge. <laughs> you, like, you like that every fucking city is the big? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is. Yeah. It's the Big NJ, Indiana. Oh, Judge. Thanks to T Bone Jones for the um, the sweet sweet sounds that you hear. Thanks to Adam Fay for the art that you see. Thank you to me and Jesse for the sweet sweet voices that lull you into your eternal resting place because you're going to die now. Yep. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm done. That's it. Yeah.